service at the Grange. That service at the Grange was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And you know, the senior pastor began to say something like, God can preach. Do you remember when he said that? Was it Thursday? When he began to say, God can preach, God can preach, God can preach. And so, in the middle of the prayer, remember the pastor led a prayer, right? And he hadn't preached yet. He had just leading prayer, leading prayer. And I'm telling you, as the prayer began, in the midst of that prayer, as the prayer was at its height, God began to preach to me. And I just lost my mind because the things the guy was saying was just unreal. And he just used one verse to speak to me. A verse that I've been listening to my whole life. I was just hearing and hearing and hearing. And I just want to bring it to your attention that because we're doing this whole eagles thing, I want you to know that, and you do follow, that everything we seem to set in Spark Nation, our week or our month begins to go to that thing. And so now that we're saying eagle, 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 your spiritual senses are going to be heightened. If you don't notice it yet, you just begin to get a hunch and feel more. You begin to hear more. You begin to see more. If you're very, very, very... If you're still... Not really quiet, because you can be quiet or busy in your head. If you're still, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. And so this thing started... The Lord preached a message to me. And he preached to me because when the pastor said on Thursday, as usual as I am, I was like, yeah, God preached to you. God, God has to preach to me now. That's, that's it. I'm not having it. He can't just preach to me. He has to preach to me as well. And so God began to speak to me. And I didn't know, should I pray or write? Should I pray or write? Should I pray or write? If I write, you're going to think I'm not in the prayer. So it was, the thing was just scattering me. I was like, oh. The Lord preached a message to me. Let me tell you something. Never go anywhere that the minister in front of you, and that doesn't happen in Smart Nation, is preaching from YouTube. Don't go anywhere. As long as, as soon as you hear things like heaven don't help those who help themselves, as soon as you hear that kind of phrase, just know that guy has been watching TDJs or something like this. And just, he's just lashing the same thing back at A minister of God is supposed to bring a message. And when he speaks that message, it will speak directly into your life. It will always sound like it's you he's speaking to. How do we know? We have the privilege of hearing from Pastor Tommy every Thursday, every Sunday. And me and my brother, Pastor Sam, were saying this today. If you want to test how spoiled you are, just take time out, if you can. And go to another church and listen. Because you know, when you begin to hear word, sometimes you can make the mistake of getting too familiar with that kind of word. But go up there. Go and listen to something else. And I'm not saying it from an arrogant point of view. I'm saying it because I used to be out there. Yeah? I used to only come to Spark on Thursdays. People be like, oh, why don't you come to Sunday? So I'm like, no, don't worry about that. I don't need it. 
what it's like to be hearing something else and hearing the word in Spanish is is two different. It is incomparable. You can't compare it. And so we're not eagles weak now. We're not eagles weak now, and we began to say things on Sunday like stir up and rise up. Stir up and rise up. <laughs> so we began to understand that the term stir up means when there's a kind of trouble in your life and you begin to think that God is not with you, but it's actually the mother ego that's stirring you. Because you see, the thing about the ego is unless she stirs up that nest, the eaglets that are in that nest will never know that they're eaglets. They will always look at the mother in awe like, we wish we could do what you do. And so, many times we're going through things and what you're looking for in your prayer is for God to swoop down and help you. But he says, no. I'm going to stir it up. I'm going to make things just a little bit more worse. Because I want to push you to a point where you are forced to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, I want to push you to a place. I want to push you to a point where you've had enough. Because if I can push you to a point where you've had enough, we may just see what's really inside you. You know, there's, there's something they say about you see the true essence of a man when he's backed up against the wall. Before that moment, he didn't know what was inside him. And they say about people are usually quiet, isn't it? People who are usually silent, that shut it. And you just keep on poking and poking and poking poke, 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 poke. and then it just reaches a point where it goes. And when they go ballistic, it always shuts you like, oh. Stir up, rise up. But you see, yesterday, not yesterday, last week, I believe we spoke about mindset and set mind. But what I want to do is literally move us along as if we're going through a series. And we began to say that there's only one type of mindset you must have. And we spoke about the mindset of a dead man. We said that a dead man is the only kind of man that can listen to one voice. And the only thing a dead man is looking for is life. So therefore, unless the voice has life, the dead man can't hear. Do you remember when we said things like this? And so we now all agree and said to ourselves that if we're going to take this journey in August, if we're going to do some things in August, we must first be dead. Because for us to do and for us to show acts of faith, that means life has to call us into certain places. If it's not life speaking, we won't be able to do. I said the dead man is like a plant that is put in to grow. It's always looking for the sun. It will grow in the direction of the sun. But you see, sometimes we now need to ask ourselves. We need to ask ourselves, although we are 
like hell and we're now living. We now need to take that leap of faith. When you're in the eagle's nest, the next thing to do after being stirred up is to do what? Is to rise up. That eaglet has to jump out of that nest. That eaglet has to jump out. But you see, jumping out is easier said than done. Because that is the exact act of faith you're supposed to do. The Lord is saying, can we take a leap of faith? Not a step. Not two. Not three. A leap of faith. Are you ready for the word? We're going to go through a few scriptures. Let's start with Exodus chapter 3. I was speaking about stir up, rise up. Stir up, rise up. We want to take a leap of faith in this focus. Every day must be a leap of faith. Every week must be a leap of faith. No calculated moves. Because you haven't yet been through the wilderness. You haven't yet left Egypt. 
haven't yet met him in the wilderness. So the wilderness experience is the first thing you must have because that's where God is. The wilderness is the only place you can meet him. And so in your life now, as we rightly said on Sunday also, the wilderness is not a hard place. It's the place where things get done and you don't understand. The children of Israel, they go hungry in the wilderness. They were fed, they just didn't know how. They didn't understand what manner was. It's that place in your life where your answer for everything is God. And so he begins to train you and until you've been through that place in life where all your answer can be God, then you cannot move through to the promised land. And so God first called Moses that he will first experience this wilderness thing. Before he calls out the Israelites, Moses must first experience the wilderness. And it was on that day in that wilderness that Moses saw a bush burning Let me tell you something. There's a lot of funny things that happen in your life that are unexplainable. And if you haven't yet had those things, then you're not yet there, my friend. The wilderness experience. So Moses will come towards this burning bush, and then God will begin to speak to him, and God said to him, Don't come near. Don't come near this place. Take off your sandals. Because this place is holy ground. And so I began to ask myself, and many times I've read this thing, but I've never understood it up until Sunday when the Lord began to speak to me about holy ground. Let me tell you something about holy ground. Holy ground is that nest. The jurisdiction of that nest is holy ground. Holy ground is not necessarily the place where you lie down to give God glory and praise. The only place a bush can burn and not burn out is on holy ground. And God began to say to me, if you're going to go in this month of August, you better make sure that you're walking on holy ground. You have to make sure that every step you take, you're bringing holy ground to that area. Because if not for holy ground, the bush will burn out. It's only on holy ground that a bush will burn forever. And Moses began to wonder, why is this bush not burning out? God said to him, don't step here. Don't step here. Take off Egypt. Take off that sandal. Let me tell you something. They say, you don't know a man until you walk a man in the shoes. You've been wearing your own shoes this whole time. That's why you can't do anything. You've been taking your shoes into holy ground. So you can't see any result. You've been bringing each of those were the same sandals this guy had from Pharaoh's house. You've been bringing Egypt into the presence of God, into holy ground. Let me tell you something. If you want to do the impossible, you need to take off those sandals. You need to take off everything that signified your life. Moses could not enter that ground as Moses. 
the sandals had to come off. He had to throw Egypt to the side. God said, this presence here, this presence here is only me. There is nothing mixed in this presence here. It's just me. And so this is what God is saying to us now. We're in August. And you want to do some stuff. You want to show some faith. You want to defy what people call as impossible. And the only way to do so is to carry holy ground. What do you think holy ground was? It's not simply not sinning. No, it's not simply that. When you bring your life into the jurisdiction of God, that is called sin. That is what they call defiling. The presence of God is evident. And he says, take off your shoes, take off your life. I know you already. You don't have to come as Shalewa and let me know is Shalewa coming. I know who she is. Take off your shoes. Because if you're going to leap, definitely the person who leaves is not coming. It can't be coming. That guy has never left before. That guy has never defied any law of impossibility. It has to be me. Moses, I am sending you now to bring my people out as the great eagle, bring them out of Egypt. What a task, without an army. But Moses, you have to take off your shoes. You are known as a general, so your shoes have to go. I wonder in this stirring up, how many of us are still in that nest with our shoes on? Your life is still consciously in your mind. And every time you want to take a leap of faith, your life flashes in front of you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are standing on holy ground. God said to me, listen, when I send you into a place, if you have not gone there, with holy ground. <laughs> You're still in the realm of men. Impossible will happen to you. There needed to be holy ground for a bush to burn. Let me tell you something. A bush was burning and did not burn out. Do you understand what I'm saying? A bush was burning. And did not burn out. Only possible on holy ground. Only possible on holy ground. And even if you are carrying holy ground, do you still have your shoes on? Because that's another question. Are you still aware of your life? Because Jesus said it very clearly. He said, lose your life and you will find it.
in that place of holy ground, God has a set of shoes prepared for you. Just not the one you wore. There's another pair there. Just not the one you brought from Egypt. The one you brought from Egypt has calculation. It has logic behind it. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with logic. But if you're going to go and behave as an eagle and rescue some other eagles, logic cannot be involved. Logic can't be involved. <coughs> Eagles have never flown in their life. They don't even know they can fly. But one day they will. Tell me what baby eagle has logic then. Do you know if a baby eagle was as smart as some of you, he would be growing big and fat and useless. Huge and fat and useless in a year. It will never fly out. But now there's holy ground. And now you need to look at yourself and look at your life and say to yourself, am I really the kind of person that is carrying holy ground with me? Because that day could be the issue as to why I'm not accomplishing, why I'm not doing, why I say I will do and I never get it done. If you can quickly go to Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6.15 Because there's a set of shoes left there on holy ground. You have to be moving. 
You have to, your, your, your tools must be ready. Your feet have to be ready. How many of us are still wearing the garments of Saul? The armor, Saul, also David. You decided to go and wear it because you decided that I have no faith to slay the lion. Give me armor. Holy ground. If you come into holy ground not looking like God, you can't do anything. That ground knows only one kind of person. I'm speaking to you now plainly. The only way for this August to go well for you is our you. I will begin to go into the word and begin to add to my life everything I feel is missing. You read that Ephesians 6 as your homework. The one that the one I know haven't put on, I then know I'm not gonna be able to. If they send me, I can't go. The presence of God is following you, but you're just dressed the wrong way. So people come near you and they can clearly tell you're a believer. But in your acts, no way. You can't do nothing, you've not done nothing. Because holy ground is there. And so God was calling Moses to complete a mission beyond his ability. The man Moses could not comprehend giving freedom to a nation without lifting a sword. He's never seen it before. His whole life has been fighting. If you go and look at the life of Moses, Joshua was trained by Moses, you know, Moses told that little boy how to fight. Every morning, Moses would call him to the side and pull out the sword and say, This is how, my son, this is how you fight. That's the one Moses knows. That's the one he did. But to go and take territory, I want to speak to us now because life is calling you. And life feels very, very sure that it can defeat you. Because the only person that wins against life is eternal life. That's the only guy that wins against life. And life doesn't think you've got him in you. Are you going to step up looking like him? If I were you, Ephesians 6 will be my homework. Lord, I've been coming to Holy Ground every Sunday, every Thursday, every Monday, every Tuesday. What? Why am I still not doing? Go and check the garments that you're carrying. You might have a sandal of Egypt on you. You may have a Babylonian belt. Maybe just a Babylonian belt. But it's enough for you not to be able to fly. Holy ground. Hebrews 12 1 says, Go to Hebrews 12 1. The importance of Holy Ground. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, mm. let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin oh that God. so easily entangles. Oh and God. let us run with perseverance oh that race marked as.
So you mean to tell me there are governments that hold us down from giving out faith, from exhibiting faith? There are governments. Are you still living in sin? Let me tell you now. That is the government that's been stopping you. We can do this thing as long as we want and we can roll around in God's presence as much as we want. But if that thing is still there, if that government is still there, you're not going to exhibit nothing. Let us throw away, it's like it's on your body. Let me just throw away these things that entangle me. Because, let me tell you something, the eagle will continue to stir that nest. If you don't jump out, you just live a whole lifetime in a stirred nest. Do you know how painful that is? And you'll be going through problems in your life, but God is just saying, throw that thing off you and jump out. Fly out. You can't fly. Too much sin weighing you down. You can't exhibit faith. You're struggling to share mind with God Almighty. That's holiness, you know. We share the same mindset. We're going to go into prayer tonight, and the thing we're going to be praying, Lord, we cast away everything, everything that can entangle. I'm trying to spread my wings, but there's some things. My wings are tangled in there. Or I'm trying to leap out. But my foot is caught on something. What's that thing you've been doing? Be very honest with yourself, you know. What is that thing? What is it? Who is it? What is it? I don't know. You ask yourself. Because we can do faith talk forever. But as long as that guy or that thing is there, it's not a joke. You will remain forever in a stirred nest. Who's there in the nest? Satan? No. Problems are hitting you in your life. It's God. <laughs> you know, God said something to the Israelites one time. They were complaining. There was they said, how I see if you want to have a good reading? They said, we're poor, we're wretched. What's going on? I look into this and listen, let me tell you something. You went to the farm, you, you could have sworn, you could have sworn, you picked up a hundred bags of wheat. But when you got home, how many did you see? Thirty. Uh-huh. God said, Now I the Lord, because you chose not to serve me, I put holes in your pockets. So that whenever you take a hundred, you all, have you ever held hundred pounds? And you swore to yourself, I only bought one pair of shoes, and that thing was nineteen ninety-nine. You get home, you see twenty pounds looking at you. You look at twenty pounds. Look at twenty pounds. You know, then you have that one. You sit down and you start recalling your whole day. Spending power gone. You can live by faith. That's spending power. Take no notice of that piece of paper. So that's why when we tell you to sow, we're speaking to people that have understood 
power. It's their faith. How did I give it? With what heart, with what faith did I give that faith promise? Because I can make my 50 pounds like 20,000. This is the truth. There's a woman that's, that put in a penny and the big, big boys of spring and water. Man, listen, listen, let me tell you guys something. This is lady. She's giving more than all of these. How? She didn't give more. So how? From the heart. If you have decided to go against him, let me tell you now. It's not sitting the worry. You're worrying him. And I'm sorry, but you can't go on your knees and pray against God. Go read the Haggai God said, until you decide to build a temple for me and serve me, I will remain the guy that put holes in your pockets. He used that word. Can you imagine that? You're working day and night, and God just comes to your pocket and just puts a hole there. I said, yeah, keep working. Keep working. And then it's not working out. You say, okay, now I will get a second job. This will solve the whole thing. And God says, okay, I'll put a second hole there. That should solve the whole thing. Holy ground. Let's cast away those garments that are stopping us from accomplishing, that are stopping us from seeing the fruit of this thing we believe in. What use is it for you to cry out and cry out and cry out, yet you're living in a way that contradicts what you're crying out for? So the first thing God will say to Moses is this, I'm going to send you into Egypt, but just get rid of all those Egyptian clothes. Let me dress you. When you look more like me, you can speak for me. We're really going to get into prayer now. It's in the place of prayer that everything the world has convicted you on, you then begin to make sure that the work manifests those things. It's prayer that does that. Prayer is the working. Building up the most holy faith, pray in the Holy Spirit. 